0: Good evening, it's Tuesday, what is it, May 28th? Sheesh, this year is flying by. Uh, This is the podcast for Wednesday, W-I-N-S-D-A-Y. I'm sure some of you guys will listen to this this evening. Um, Hopefully most of you listen to this prior to going to work tomorrow. Uh, This is obviously my Wednesday's motivation hump day, get over the hump uh, podcast that I try to stick to on a regular basis. Um, the topic today is fake it or face it. And what I mean by that, like those are those are two basic choices we have anytime we're doing something new or we're put into a challenging situation. And, you know, I I was always curious. I shouldn't say I'm, I was always curious. I think as I've started to progress in leadership, I've become more curious as far as like what is it that motivates people actually, let me back up. Not even what motivates people. As I think about it, I think about myself and my experiences I had through life. When, especially as a kid or a young adult, what was it that I actually went hard at and was motivated to face versus some of those things that I just faked it? Um, And don't get me wrong. I, I still do wonder, like, or I'm curious you know, why do most people fake it instead of actually, you know, putting in the work and facing it and coming out coming out a little bit better, even though it was harder to get there. And as I've I don't know, as I've matured and I I don't know if I've matured, I'm so childish. Um, but as I've matured and had more life experiences, my mind and actions or my thoughts and actions I should say have completely changed for the most part. Don't get me wrong. I still have areas where I'm like, why did you do that? What are you doing? Um, but as I was sitting here thinking about, and it took me a minute to create this, as you guys know, I was supposed to do a podcast on Saturday, um, on goals. And as I bro started breaking down my goals, I'm like, this isn't exciting to other people. This is exciting for you because you're engaged because you're not where you want to be at. So you're like, okay, how do I do better? Um, so I knew that wasn't the one I was supposed to do a podcast on, but the last couple of days I've been thinking about, you know, fake it or face it. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about, okay, growing up, what were some of those things that I just, I just faced it. Like I put the work in, I, I busted my butt. I was, I was going to do it, whatever, no matter what I had to go through Versus, you know, what were some of those other things that I just kind of, excuse my language, I half-assed it. I kind of faked my way through it. And as I think about it, some of the things that come to mind that are just obvious to me, I actually, certain things I actually cared about the result. Now, don't get me wrong. I've always been competitive. I hate to lose. I get it. Uh, I'm sure you guys get it by now too. But when I think about it, basketball, football, baseball, uh, track, I would put the hours on the track. I would put the hours in the gym. I'd put the hours, you know, on the football field. I would put the work in because I knew like that work would equate to success or at that point, strong individual performance And with basketball, football, I had friends that were doing the same thing. So we ended up having pretty good teams. And as I look at the other side of that, like where were some of the areas that me personally, I looked at and I faked it. And when I say I faked it, I, I did enough to get by. Like, if you looked at me from the outside, it was like, oh yeah, he's, he's good at this, or he, he does okay, he's fine. And I think about things, as I said, the, the result that I cared about and I was busting my tail for basketball, football, sports, we'll say. You look at other things like school, chores around the house, those were things that for me, especially as an adolescent or a kid, I, I didn't necessarily care that much about the result. And you could tell by the effort that was put in. It was, it was fake. So to give you an idea for basketball, or for basketball, for school, I knew I had to have a 2.0 to play sports. I, I never had below a 2.0. I can't say I busted my tail to get a 4.0 as a high school student. Um, and then when you look at things like chores or, yeah, chores. I knew Monday through Friday, I could slack a little bit, a whole lot of bit. The dishes were done, cool. Take the trash out, cool. Mom really wasn't going to say much. On Saturday, don't try to slack. You already knew it was, it was an all-day thing. You're, you're getting it. Um, but on a serious note, like when you think about, like, are you faking it? Are you facing it? And even as adults, you should start thinking about this. And I'm going to touch on it more as we get into this. But right now, with, with, your, with your work or your relationships or some of the things, you your personal hobbies, are you doing enough just to get by? But, you know, you're not excelling, you're maintaining. And those are some of the things we're going to talk about. And I think as you, excuse me, I think as you, as you start to think about the, the fake, the face it or the fake it, you start, I'll give you, well, you start to think about the face it or the fake it. I'll give you guys some personal examples of when I was faking it or when I figured out that when you fake it in certain things, it's going to impact your ability to face it in other other areas of life, and what I mean by that is, let's take uh, school. We just talked about it. Like I really wasn't I wasn't engaged in school. I didn't I didn't care. As long as I got my all of my grades were good enough to play sports, that's all I really wanted. So let's fast forward, get out of high school, and go to college. Um, I first started my college career. I went to a school called Ohio Wesleyan University, and Ohio Wesleyan University, it's Academically, for me, I thought it was super challenging. (laughs) Tell you my personal story real quick. So I got to college and I don't know, I thought I was sweet because I played basketball and I was going to class most of the time, half the time, but I took my first test and I looked at college the same way I did like high school. Ah, I'll be cool. I went to most of the classes, I'll be fine. And on my first test in college, everybody can laugh at this, I got a 16%. Yes, one, six, sixteen 16%. I remember getting it and I was like, ooh, buddy, looks like college is not for me. And I was content with, well, this, this isn't gonna be it because I wasn't that pressed on school, but I understood the impact that if I didn't do well in school, I couldn't play basketball. And at that point, I was like, you know what, I don't really care because I tried, I studied, I I did well. I thought I did what I needed to do to get to do well on this test. And I remember I had a basketball coach, Mike DeWitt, awesome dude. Going into practice, he asked me, and for those of you who don't know, um, people that are close to me call me Sean, but Sean, how'd you do on your test? And I was like, I did all right. He's all like, right, I stopped by my office after, after practice. I'm like, cool. So we practice. I don't know, I practiced for like two, two and a half hours, whatever. I wasn't thinking about it. Showered, I'm getting ready to leave. And coach was like, hey. I was like, oh, what's up? And he's like, come to my office for a second. I'm like, okay. I go in his office and he asked me, how'd you do on your test? And I was like, oh, it's all right. And he literally <laughs> had a copy of the test and said, is this a copy, is this the same school you got on your test? And I was like, oh, yeah. So clearly I didn't do OK. Um, but at that point, I think that was the first time anyone was like outside of my family, I'll say. I felt like genuinely cared about what I was doing academically. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm in trouble. I felt like, like my parents were about to yell at me or something. Um, so he was like, no, you got a tutor um, six days a week. You, you can pick which day you went off. Now, as a college freshman, six days a week, a tutor, I'm like, oh my goodness, is he serious? Now I look back on it and John Ellenwood, he was our uh, assistant coach, another awesome guy, super smart, Uh, he actually helped me. He taught me how to study, which is weird. Um, You would think going through high school, getting decent enough grades, you knew how to study, but clearly I didn't. But that was the first time, and at that point, don't get me wrong, I didn't realize this at that point, but looking back on it, I was like, that's like the first lesson of when you, when you fake it and you're barely getting by in certain things, sometimes that can carry over into, carry over or impact areas of your life that you you genuinely care about, that you want to do well in, like you care about the end result. And at times it can limit you from even being able to have the opportunity to compete, play, practice, participate in whatever that thing is that you care about. And I think that's just, that's one example. I can give you a bunch, a bunch of other examples of when I was faking it and was forced to, uh, to face it after a while or quit. And obviously if you ever quit, you know what happens, you got to start over. So I always advise you just go ahead and face it. Um, but to get off my personal examples, I, I think about just that term, that the, fake, the fake it or face it, and I think about adults, and I, I get curious, like I said, I'm curious, because I, I truly believe that as adults, in this, <laughs> trying not to sound too offensive, um, put it this way, as adults, I feel like people start to believe their own excuses. So whether it's excuses or we'll say they're ex- exaggerations of the truth, a.k.a. their are lies. Um, <clears throat> and I think this happens many, 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 many times. And you, you see it because you're you see people that start to make a little bit of change and then they revert back to their old, old ways or they think, OK, I can I can only do it. I can do it sometimes, but not all the time and I'll, I'll get better. And I, I don't think you can do that. I think you have to decide like when you step into a career, you step into a hobby, you step into any kind of goal that you may have, excuse me, you got to decide, are you going to face it or are you going to fake it? Because if you're going to fake it, you you can guarantee that you're not going to be as successful as you should. Now, if you're willing to face it, yeah, you may go through some struggles, some hard times, but you're eventually, if you're willing to to keep facing it and go through whatever you got to go through, continuously put forth that effort and be persistent about what you're doing. You're going to come out in a better spot. But I think many times those individuals that, like I said, that they choose to face it, they're going to go through that uncomfortable process. And that uncomfortable process, many times it can break people because I've told you guys a little bit about my my Utah story and that uncomfortable process, it, it really changed just how I looked at life. And I think when you, when you start to get into that that mindset or that, that focus of, okay, I'm overcoming whatever comes my way. I'm not sidestepping it. I'm, I'm going to break its soul. I'm going through whatever it is. I know that sounds kind of aggressive, but literally when you start to get that mindset, you know, it's going to require you to change. It's going to change your sleep habits, change your spending habits, change your friends, change your schedule. You know, and many times people aren't willing to do that. Okay. I'll, I'll get up a little bit earlier, but I'm not necessarily going to be as productive when I get up. Or, you know what, I'm going to get up earlier to do some exercise, but I'm still going to hang out late and go out and do all that. So it kind of defeats the purpose of you even doing your exercise. So like I said, many people, they don't want to face it. You know, they're we're too worried about having fun and taking the easy way out right now. And I think when you look at it, you can prolong it as long as you'd like. But understand that, you know, <laughs> Time's never promised and is never guaranteed. So that sense of entitlement or the sense of, I'll do it later, you may not have later. And as you continuously wait to do it later, do it later, do it later, there's those individuals that are passing you. And as they pass you, that gap begins to get wider and wider. And it's your choice. You know, when you step out of that funk or when you step out of that, I'm going to fake it. Because a lot of times, and I think I started to realize this, the more I started to focus on not just my own mindset, but in a leadership role, you start to think about your teams. You start to think about you know, who's progressing, who's not progressing, what's their mindset, what are they thinking, why are they working this way? Um, let me ask them questions to get an idea of have they changed any of the behaviors or practices from 10, 12 months ago or from three years ago. And from a leadership perspective, you can start to see That individual skill sets, you know, their skill sets, their behaviors, they're not improving. So being the leader, being the the outsider looking in, you can tell if their skill set's not improving, if their habits aren't changing, if their behaviors aren't changing, and they're staying in the same space, you know they're still taking the shortcuts. So they're still in that space where I'm going to fake it, believing their excuses of, yeah, they can't tell, or I'm, I'm working really hard. And I think when we talk about excuses and working hard, and that's the the facing it versus the faking it. Many times, this, this is when we become delusional almost. And many, many people fall into this, even some people that are successful, they may fall into this for a little bit. And they realize, you know, this, this is a mundane, this is a little place is, <clears throat> excuse me, when we get to that space of, we'll go professional work-wise when you get to that space of oh yeah i worked 10 to 12 hours today i'm grinding you know i was I, w- I was in the zone okay did you work 10 to 12 hours today or were you at work for 10 to 12 hours today did you work 10 to 12 hours today or were you close to your computer in case someone emailed you you could see it you know those are the things that people look at like oh man I'm, work is crazy so then when you're actually asked to get a result that you should have already got and you actually had to put the effort in not to say I work 10 to 12 hours, but to get the actual effort or to get the actual result. Now you feel an additional amount of stress because guess what? You were playing. You, you were faking it. You weren't trying to get better. You were taking shortcuts in the process. And it always shows when you do that. On the other hand, you have those individuals that decide I'm going to face it. And you see, they may not win all the time, but you can see, and it, it's exciting from an individual perspective and from a leadership perspective or a team perspective. When individuals, you can see their skill set, and you can see their behavior. Well, their skill set, you can see it improving. You can tell by their communication, their language, the questions they're asking, the interactions they're having with individuals that their their skill sets changing. They're getting better at their craft. You know, they're they're coming to work, and I this is what I love <clears throat> when you can see someone who's getting better. And they come to work with, I got five things I got to get done, whether today or this week. Let's just say it's the day. They get those five things done and they're out in like six, seven hours. I'm like, yeah, you got it. You figured it out. Because don't get me wrong, there's levels to it when the the first in, last out, the perception really matters. Um, And I think perception matters no matter where you're at. But at the same time, results a lot of times speak volumes. When you're winning, it makes everyone happy. Um, But those individuals, you know, that that choose not to do that and they end up working a lot longer hours. And then when they're pressed for a result, they try to get it in a shorter amount of time when they could have been getting that result for weeks, weeks ago, months ago. Um, So it's it's interesting to think about just that term of facing it and facing it or faking it. And I'm I'm gonna encourage each of you guys that tomorrow or tonight when you listen to this and you start to prepare for tomorrow, even if it's you're just ironing your clothes tonight or whatever it may be. Tomorrow I want you guys to really think about as you as you start to go to work or you start to go into the gym or wherever it is you're going, think about it, like are are you putting in the effort or are you, you just you just getting by? Cause I think that's gonna that's gonna dictate how, how you live your life and where you're gonna to get to in your life. And it, it kind of relates to um, the post I had posted earlier this week. And it said, uh, what was it? Oh, people don't wanna rehearse. People don't wanna re- rehearse, but they wanna perform. And you can't perform if you haven't rehearsed. You know, you're not gonna go out on the NBA court and drop a triple-double if you haven't been practicing. You're not gonna to go to an opera and sing the best you've ever sung if you're not practicing. You're not going to go run a marathon if you haven't been training for it. So the rehearsing part is more important than the actual race because if you're paying attention to the details in the process, you'll do fine. But if you're not sure of the details and when you get to the actual performance or the actual main stage and you're thinking about the details versus it being routine, it's obvious. You haven't been practicing. You haven't been facing it. You've been faking it. And it always comes to light. And those are some of the things that I don't know that we're actually... Intentional about all the time because we're, we live right now, and people can get mad at this too. And I may have already said this last week or two weeks ago. We live in a, a society right now where mediocrity is praised. When I say mediocrity is praised, consistent communication. Let's take for work, for example. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at this, I'm just throwing it out there. Consistent communication. You do that consistently, people, oh, he's great. He's a good communicator, or she's a great communicator. Man, that should be expected. You follow through on what you said. Oh, man, this guy's great. That should be expected. And that's where I say, like, mediocrity is now, like, it's rewarded. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's the pinnacle. And it's, I shouldn't say it's the pinnacle, but it's higher than what it should be because so many people are, are faking it. So when you run into those individuals that are, I'm going to face it, I'm going to get through it, they look like rock stars. And I'm not saying they're not, but I just think that where we are today as a society, in the the consistent urge for immediate gratification and shortcuts, it, they just don't go together. Like put the work in, you'll get the result. And that obviously is the, the message today of you, you choose whether you're going to face it or you're going to fake it. And I mean, when we talk about the rehearsal part or the facing it piece, it's not always, and I'm comparing, I'm talking about work today. Um, it's not always what you're doing while you're on the clock. And I mean, I can give you some examples. I think if you relate back to what I was talking about at the very beginning, when you actually care about the end result, when you care about the end result, you're gonna pay more attention to the process if you trust the process. But in order to trust the process, you need to practice the process so you can build trust in the process. And I mean, that's something that I was big on. And what I mean by that is, When I first started recruiting, we used to use these competency cards and with these competency cards, they had different competencies or skills or behaviors on the front of these cards on the back of those cards it had definitions and also like what position it aligned to. So I memorized (laughs) all the, all the, the competency cards, the titles of them, all the behaviors on the back of them, um, And then even when I say memorize it, it wasn't just me reading it, flipping it over, reading it, flipping it over. I was practicing interviewing my friends. I was practicing interviewing my sister or my brother. I was practicing interviewing my ex-wife. Like I was doing that stuff on a regular basis because I was like, oh, okay, I, I know what I need to do. I know I know what what competency aligns with what job. So then you start to go to that next level and you say, okay, what is the next level? For me, the next level was starting to understand the analytics or the strategy behind the volume recruiting. So when I say that, it's basically understanding the, your pass-through rates, working backwards. Okay, if I need 32 people to start, I need to do 50 interviews to net 40 interviews to my hiring leader that's gonna net me 32 or 36 offers and four are gonna fall off and I'm gonna have the 32 that I needed to start. And it's basically looking at that to understand in like the David Goggins uh, <laughs> uh, podcast he has or the little song he has out. And he's talking about I'm doing the math. He talks about looking at big problems and understanding the math behind it. And for me, that was that that was the facing it. Like, OK, first, it was the competency cards. Know those front and back. Know everything about those inside out. Next, it was the analytics or the strategy behind volume recruiting and how to get better at it and how to understand pass through rates. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then from there, as you start to continue to level up, and these aren't things that you do while you're sitting at work. These are things that you do on your own personal time. And you don't have to, but you got to understand there are people that are going to do these things to get better at their craft. And you can see that the, the separation start to happen between peers when you see individuals that are working or facing it versus those individuals that are just faking it. The next level was, was water. And I think I've told you guys about this. With water, it's basically W-A-T-R. Okay, what's that, right? What are they reading? And as a recruiter, I started off, I wanted to know what were the managers reading? Okay, then you start to level up, what's the director reading? Okay, what's the, the vice president reading? Okay, what's the executive team reading? Why is that important? One, you're understanding what are they reading? Two, you're understanding why are they reading it? Three, what ideas are they getting from it? And then you start to see not only what ideas are they getting from it that they may wanna play out in their business, But now you're also understanding other things that may be in the Fortune magazine, the Money magazine, the Harvard Business Review. You name whatever magazine or book it is they're reading. And that's why I think reading is so important. But that's neither here nor there. But you start to understand hobbies they may have or other things that they're talking about outside of just business. It may be like the stock market or whatever it may be. But now you're starting to level up because you're doing doing the math. You're you're facing it. You're doing the work that has to be done. You're not shortcutting the process. You're actually adding steps to the process to make sure that your end result is better than those that choose to shortcut it or to fake it. And I know I talked or I'm talking about this whole thing I've talked about basically is about work. And obviously, you guys can tell that's something I'm passionate about as you listen through my podcast. But the key is, as, as an adult, are you willing to change? And I'm sure we've all seen social media posts or read the little, the scripts that talk about, you know, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to trade who you currently are for who you wanna be if you wanna get there. And you can take the, the principles of, of facing it or, or faking it or facing it to any aspect of life. If it's relationships, great. Are you treating your significant other the same when things are good as, as compared to when they're bad? Are you acting the same when they're around in comparison to when they're not around? If you're looking at goals, and this is something that I'm I'm a thousand percent guilty of, and I guess I don't share my goals. I talk about them, but I don't share them. Um, With my goals, I look at it and I say, okay, are you performing well in the ones that people can see, but the ones that are more private to you, you're, you're letting slip by? So basically, are you... Are you more worried about your perception than you are your character? So, you know, it's faking it and facing it. There's so many different areas that I think this applies to. And we could do so much better as people if we choose to face it and go through some of these hard situations instead of consistently trying to take the easy way out. I'm not saying create hard stuff for yourself, unless it's your workout in the morning, do that. Um, Don't put yourself in a harder situation than what you need to be in. But at the same time, don't shy away from hard work. Or don't shy away from facing some of those challenges. Don't shy away from, you know, losing some so that you can get better. And I guess to summarize this, I, I was reading earlier today and I was telling some people recently, I was, I was asked, uh, what am I currently reading? And I try to stop buying new books. Um, I literally, I'm guessing I probably have a hundred, maybe more books on my bookshelf. I haven't read them all. And I started to get to a point where I found some books that I really like, but even the books that I really like, I haven't implemented everything from them. And I know there's still so much more that I can implement from them. So I've been going back and reading books that I've already read. And with that said, one of the the statements in the book I was reading today, it said, a company that doesn't self-correct can't thrive. And as you guys have heard me say before, I encourage people, look at yourself like a business. And if you're not willing to invest and put the work in for yourself, no one else will either. But to add to that, if you're not willing to self-correct your own behavior, skill set actions, you can't really expect to be good at what you're doing. Can you? Eh, maybe. But... With that being said, I encourage you guys, as I talked about last week, and shout out Rome, can you summarize this in 60 seconds? I probably can. First, I hope everyone creates a great Wednesday, W-I-N-S-D-A-Y. You got two options going into tomorrow. You got two options going into the rest of your life. You can choose to face it or you can fake it. Understand that the longer you fake it, the longer it's going to prolong your success. The longer it's going to prolong you getting to wherever you want to go. I encourage you go ahead and put in that hard work, get to where you need to go. As always, I appreciate you guys listening to my podcast. Create a great Wednesday. Be great. Think about it.